Welcome everyone to the Ove Torah, Daf Yom Yishur. Today's Yishur, Daf Ayin Gimel, the last Daf of Pelek El Debarim, the sixth Pelek of Pesachim. We will begin on Ayin Bet Amur Bet. It's about ten lines in the bottom. Ve'elek Yishur de Truma. We are now in search of a Tana who can be the source of Rabbi Yochanan. We had looked through a bunch of Mishnayot and we found opinions that seem to say, like Rabbi Yochanan, that a person who was busy doing a mitzvah could be patur with them from a, from a chatat. So Rabbi Yochanan had said that uh, a person who had, sleeps with a sister-in-law in order to do yibum, of course, Yibum is done with Bi'ah, and that's doing a mitzvah. He said that if by mistake she was Nida, you will be patur from bringing a korban because you were doing a mitzvah. And we try to bring a proof from a different Tana. We say, which Tana did you ever see that might say such a thing? That when you're trying to do a mitzvah, You'll be patur for something like this, even though you're not in a hurry. We had a bunch of cases where the guy was in a hurry to do a mitzvah, which means the mitzvah had to be done that day. But in, in Rabbi Yochanan's case, the mitzvah of Yibum did not have to be done necessarily that day in Siliya Patur. Where did you ever see a time to say that? So Mara says, El Rabbi Yeshua de Chuma. It's like Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua in the case of Chuma, because Rabbi Yeshua in our Mishnah had said something, but that was a hurry up case. The Tanaim we learned in the Mishnah. Haya ochel betrumah. If a guy is eating trumah, v'nodash who ben grusha ben halutza. The guy is eating trumah, and someone tells him, by the way, I got news for you. Your mother, who married a kohen, she was previously divorced, and that makes you a halal, and you're not allowed to eat trumah. Or she's a halutza, and that makes you a halal, drabanan, and you can't eat trumah. Rebbe says, you have to pay back truma for the amount of food you ate. And a bit, and a fifth. Rebbe says, because you, were tr- you thought you were doing a mitzvah. Right, maybe that's the source. Dilma, could you be barabaye? Mars says, who said? Maybe over there it's like a Maybe that case also was the guy was in a rush. Because it could be talking about a case, like Rabbi Barabaya said, that the guy was eating chuma on Arab Pesach. Because on Arab Pesach, you're in a rush to eat the chuma. Why are you in a rush to eat the chuma? Because if you chametz chuma, you have to get rid of it before Pesach starts. And therefore, this Kohen, while he's eating Chuma, was doing a mitzvah that he was in a rush for. And how could you bring a proof from a case of a Kohen bring, uh, having Chuma when he's in a rush to, to the Yevama case, where you don't have to do it necessarily right now? Inami, another reason why it's not a good reason. Shani Chuma dekri avoda. Chuma is different because Chuma is avoda. The avoda rachmana echshar. And the, rab, and the Torah allows avodah to be done by a halal, even by mistake. 
Why? The Tanam we learned, Hayaumeru Makri, Vinodashu, Ben Gusha, Ben Halutza, Kolakwal Chikulan, Shekriva Gavimbech Solin, and Bishua Machir, my time at the Bishua, the Thiv, Barechnech, Oporet, that's it, Tilse. So, a second thing. Another reason why a Bishua might say you patur when you eat the truma and you didn't know, you didn't know when you ate the truma that you were a halal is because a halal is allowed to do avodah sometimes, even though, and, and therefore, and truma, eating truma is called avodah sometimes. And therefore, it could be that the reason why Rabbi Yochanan's letting here is special to a rule of truma. Right? Mm-hmm. Harry misses deal. Right? <laughs> you don't get this in deal. Harry, here's the honking game, misses deal. Okay. But you hear what's going on? So, so it could be that it's, it's Avodah, and therefore Avodah, that's the reason why it's different. And therefore, you can't compare it to Yevama where there's no Avodah. How do we know? And therefore, if a halal does avodah, it works. Which means that the guy who's doing a, if a kohen's doing a korban, and they tell the ben kerusha, Tarakama says they're all pasul. Everything you did was pasul because you're a halal. And the Bishu says it's okay because of this pasuk. Hashem chelo, chelo is a halal. Paul is after saying Hashem will like what he did, which means that even though you're a halal, Hashem will like what you're doing. Okay, and and your avodah is good. So when a, so if a kohen's doing avodah. It works. Now, eating truma is also called avodah, and that's why it works. And therefore, it's a sp- separate rule by this. Right? Moses asking a question, who told you that eating truma is avodah? I know that doing a korban is avodah, but what, why is why is this called uh, avodah? He's just eating. The guy's just eating. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you why it's called avodah. It's called avodah because Says the Gemara, because the Tanya we learned in the Brayta, Ma said there's a story with Rabbi Talfon, with Rabbi Talfon, right? Shelo ba emesh lebet midrash. He didn't come in the evening to the bet midrash. The shachrit mitzvah Rabbi Gamliel. In the morning, Rabbi Gamliel found him. Amar lo, he told him, "Mibnei malo ba te emesh lebet midrash. Why didn't you come yesterday to the bet midrash?" Amar lo, avodavati. He said, "I was doing avodah in the bet midrash." Avodah usually sounds like in the bet midrash, but it doesn't make sense because. Rabbi Tafon lived after the Beit Hamikdash was destroyed, so Amar Lo Rabbi Gamaliel told him, "Called Varecha Enel Tumia, you're telling everything you're telling me is a, is a mystery. We don't know what you're talking about." What kind of avodah could you do nowadays? There's no Beit Hamikdash. Amar Lo, he told him, "Harei Omer," but the pasuk says, "Top of Ayin Gimel, Avodat Matana Etenet Kuhnatchem Vazar Krevimat." It says, the avodah of gifts, I will give you kihuna, and a, a zar who, who tries to do it will die. That's referring to taking matanat kihuda, like tinuma, as an avodah. Asu You see that eating tinuma in Eretz Yisrael is called avodah in the Beit Mikdash. And therefore, since I was eating truma, I was doing avodah. And that's why I couldn't come to the Beit Midrash. So you see that eating truma is called avodah, and maybe that's the reason why Rabbi Yeshua in the Mishnah says, you're patur from paying 
because it's called avodah, and you can do avodah when you're tamer, and therefore it's not a proof. Well, emesh is the is is in the evening. I don't know. Maybe he was having a big. Maybe he was just trying to get out of coming. He had to come for whatever, whatever reason. He didn't want to say why. And he says I was doing. He just wanted to say avodah. I don't I mean he's gonna have to explain. Obviously, when you say you're doing avodah, it wasn't a real excuse. He's gonna have to explain himself, right? You know, <laughs> he said I was doing avodah. What are you doing, right? You have to explain. So he just wanted to. I guess he wanted just wanted to say this point. Okay. So in the end, we did not find a source where Reb Yochanan got his rule by Yivam Afram. Okay. We said in the Mishnah, Shachtu Shilol Ochlav. If you slaughtered a korban Pesach, not for the people who could eat, which means for people who are not able to eat, we said you have to bring a chatat, right? Because you did it on Shabbat, you broke Shabbat by by shechting this carbon, and therefore you have to bring a you have to bring a, a korban chatat for that. That's obvious. Obviously, if you already told me in a different mishnah, we saw on daf samach aleph already, that if you slaughter for someone who has no teeth, it's pasul. So once you told me it's pasul, of course you have chatat. Right? Says, no, mishum tana seifa patur. Tana chayav. Since the seifa is going to tell you that a guy who does it for le'ochlav, a guy who does it for teeth, guys with teeth and without teeth, that is patur. So we want to we want to contrast it by telling you, and if the guy, if you only did it for people without teeth, then it's then it's chayav. Okay. Even the safe pshita, since we learned that if if it's for, that in, in a different mishnah on daf samach aleph, that if you do it for le'ochlav v'shlo le'ochlav, it's kasher. So therefore, hacha patur. So of course, over here when you do it on Shabbat. You're patur for bringing chatat because you did a mitzvah. So why would we mention it? Ela aidi de tana shachtu shilolishmo be Shabbat. Tanami shilolichlav. Rather, the reason why we mention shilolichlav is because we, we wanted to mention the, the, the law of shilolishmo, is when you did it not for, the, not for its own sake, which is the case over here. That's why we mentioned it. Once you mention this, we mention that. He gufal amali. What do I need that for? We know that also. Because we wanted to show the machloket between Rabbi Lezer and Yeshua. So we mentioned this case, which is this case, in order to show you this machloket, and we mentioned all the other cases because of that. Okay. Amar Lei Amar Lei Rav Huna Bar Chanina Lebrei Huna Bar Chanina told the son Ki Azla Lekamed Rav Zreka when you go in front of Rav Zerika, ask him the following question. According to the opinion who holds, that Now, in order to explain this, you have to know the following. Uh, a person who does an avodah in a breaking way, 
which means you did the avodah, but you did it in a way it's mikalkel, which means normally uh, uh, to do something on Shabbat has to be melech machshev. You have to accomplish something with your melacha in order to be chayav achatat when you do it by accident. Okay, so there has to be something that you accomplished. Can't be something that's destroying. So, for example, if a guy would uh, do a melacha, for example, let's say he would uh, smash something, which is stira. You have a binyan and you have stira, destroying something. But if you destroy something and you don't accomplish something by destroying it, so you mekelkel, you'd be patur. Mekelkel would be patur because you didn't accomplish anything. You have to, you have to break a place, let's say ripping. You have to rip nothing to, to, to sew two new stitches. Everything has to be to accomplish something. So, and the, the opinion hold, this opinion holds that you mekelkel, you're patur. So we're asking a question. Ask him the following question. If you hold that Mikalkel is patur even when you make a wound, which means that when a person takes an animal, okay, or takes a person and cuts him, Mikalkel patur might hold that you're patur, which means when are you chayav for cutting a human being and letting his blood out? That's only when you're doing it for a purpose. So if a guy is bloodletting, let's say you have a guy who has too much blood and you have to let out some of his blood in his body, people used to do this in the olden days. So that would be chayab because by letting out blood, you made him better. But if a guy, if, but if a guy just cut himself and he, uh, he's bleeding and it's hurting him, then you'd be patur. According to that opinion, then, how could we say over here that when you slaughter it, like, or you slaughter for people who can't eat, you bring a korban chatat for that. I didn't, I didn't accomplish anything. By slaughtering it when it's pasul, you accomplish nothing. So why should you be chayav when you accomplish nothing? You know how you fix something? The rabbi who says Mikalkel Patur will say, you did fix something when you slaughtered the Quran, even though it doesn't work. You know why? Because we hold that the emurim, which means the parts of the animal that goes on the Mizbeach, of a Korban like that, if it, once it went up to the Mizbeach, we see let them burn there. We don't bring them back down again. So you accomplished that it got burnt on the Mizbeach. Mar'am What about in the case where you slaughtered it, and you found out that it was a balmum, it was a blemished animal. Maitikin, then what do you fix? Right? Because in that case, the rabbis say you're supposed to bring it down. You don't say leave it on top of the zbech. So what are you going to say in that case? says, Well, even an animal that's blemished, usually we say that it should come back down. But if it's, if it's a certain blemish that it has a cataract in its eye, that type of blemish is a blemish, but Rabbi Kiva holds that you're allowed to let it burn. So according to Rabbi Kiva, there's something to do with it, and you fix something, and that's why you have a chatat for that, for that case. We said that if you slaughtered it, and you found that it's a terefa, basetet, in, in a hidden place, which means, let's say you found the lung that's uh, a terefa, then you patur. 
that, that, then you're patu, you don't have to bring a korban chatat, because you didn't realize beforehand. Habigalui, sounds like if there was a problem externally, then chayav, matikain again, if it's a terefa, what'd you fix? Tikain lo nevela. You know what you fixed? There's a difference between a slaughtered animal that's taref and a nevela, an animal that dies on its own. Because an animal that dies on its own has tumat nevela. An animal that goes slaughtered and found to be not kosher is not tameh. So yes, you fixed something in the animal. When you slaughtered, even though you found that there was an external problem, and you should have known about it, and it can't go on the Mizbeach, but you fixed it in a way that the animal now is not tameh at least. That's something. And therefore, that's why you have chatat. Because you fixed it like that. Mat kivala Ravina. Ravina asked the question. Ha-detanya, this that we learned. Hashochet chatat b'shabat b'chutz l'avodah If a guy slaughters a chatat on Shabbat outside for avodah zarah, chayav alav shalom chatot, mighty ken. Okay, so all the cases in Mishnah we had a case. But there's another brighter that has a case of a guy slaughtering a chatat on Shabbat, and he's not slaughtering to Hashem. He's slaughtering to Avodah Zarah. Okay? And we say he owes three korban chatats. <coughs> the fact you have three is number one, you slaughter an animal on Shabbat. Number two, you slaughter Kodashim Atabet Milash. And number three, you slaughtered Tavu Dazara. Okay? Now, that's very nice. But the one that you chayav for Shabbat, why you chayav for Shabbat, according to the rabbi who says, Mikal Kel Patur? Because after all, you didn't accomplish anything. Mighty Ken. For the Tavu and for the Kodashim Bachutz, that you don't need to accomplish anything. But regarding slaughtering animal on Shabbat, Shabbat needs to fix something. According to this rabbi. So what do you fix? Right? Now, by the way, the reason why you can't answer the same thing we said before, why can't we say, well, at least I slaughtered it. It's not tameh like a nevela. But still you can't because an animal that's slaughtered for Abdazah is as tameh as a nevela anyway. So you didn't accomplish anything. Well, it says, Amar of Ivya, menachai. You still helped it that it's not ever minachai, which means that a goy is allowed to eat an animal that's slaughtered in theory. But an animal that's ever minachai still alive, you can't eat. So now you just made it that this animal has only Yisur of eating from an idol worship sacrifice, but not Yisur of ever minachai. So you fixed something, and since you fixed that, that's enough. Well, Rashi says that you you could that if a goy you can't sell it to him, but if a goy ate it, he doesn't get killed. Now I don't know why you wouldn't have a problem of feeding a goy avodah sacrifices. Uh, it could be there's a rekiva agar on that. I, I didn't get to see it. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Gotta look it up. Melina, if you remind me, I'll look it up afterwards. Okay. Says the Gemara, Shachtu Vinoda. Okay, here, here we got to put our thinking caps on, guys. Let's go. If a guy slaughtered the Korban and he found out that the owners backed off it, okay? So we said, 
since you didn't know at the time when you slaughtered it that the owners backed out and found another one, therefore we said that you don't have to bring a khatat. Amarav Huna Amarav. Asham Shinitak Okay. We're now discussing a completely different subject, which our mission is going to come in at the end as a proof. But pay attention to the new subject. Okay. You have a Korban Asham. Guy did a sin. And the guy has a Korban. And he sets aside uh, a brown animal, a brown sheep, as his Akuman Hashem. And then he, sw- he takes another black animal and uses that as his Hashem instead for the same sin. So now the sin is gone because he used the black animal for it. And he has this extra brown animal. What should he do with the brown animal that was supposed to be a korban asham? Now, no, asham is different than a khatat. There's different rules for the two of them. This is an asham. So he says, so we say that you're supposed to nitak l'iyah. What do they do to it? They let it graze. And then when it grazes, It develops a blemish, okay? Wait till it develops a blemish. And once it develops a blemish, then we sell it to another guy. Take the $200 that you get for selling it, Harry, and we use it to buy a carbon that goes as a carbon ola. We use it for the mizbeach, okay? The rule is on the mizbeach is that you can't leave the mizbeach doing nothing. So whenever they have a time that there's no korbanot, they take these, this extra money, buy olat ketam esbeach, and they use it for that. So you have asham shenitakliya, where because the owner got fulfilled, either owner died or the owner got the owner used a different korban, he doesn't need it anymore. So there's unnecessary korban asham shenitakliya. We told it graze it. Let's wait wait till it gets a mum. V'shachtostam, and a guy went, and before it got a mum. He just slaughtered it without having anything in mind. Says the Gemara, Kasher le'ola. You're allowed to use that meat on the Mizbech as a korban ola, even though it wasn't shechted within wine for an ola. Now, it was originally Asham. You put it out to grace. Someone shechts it, and you can use it on the Mizbech. Alma, Kasavar, Lobai, Akira. We see from here that Rav who's the author of this statement, Ruhuna Amarav, he said that you don't need Akira, which means you do not need to have specific intention for an Ola to uproot the Asham status that it had before. Once again, this Korban was an Asham. You have a brown animal, was an Asham. The owner uses a black animal. Now the brown animal is put out to pasture to get a moom, and then we're going to use it as an Ola. Someone comes grabs the brown animal, slaughters it with no intentions. Now, if he had intentions for Ola, that would be Akira. He's Okeret on purpose to make it into Ola, we, we, we'd understand. But the Chidush over here is that Rav seems to be saying that even without specific intention to make Ola, to Ola-ify it, it still gets Ola-ified. Okay? In the Beit HaMikdash. I guess. Okay. 
So he asked the Gemara, Alma Kasavir Lobai Akira. We see that Rav holds, you don't need Akira, you don't have to have it in mind. It goes automatically. Ihachi Kilo Natik Nami. Then even if you didn't put it outside to graze, it should be okay. If you hold that you don't have to uproot it on purpose, why does it have to be the case that you already set it out to graze to get a blemish? Even if I didn't. If you hold it goes automatically, it should be fine. Mar says, no, you're right. Really, it would be. It really is okay right away. But the rabbis make a gizera on that case. You know why? The rabbis make a gizera on that case of la'achad kapara. Because that case, the owner already got a kapara from another sacrifice. Atu, because we're worried, we're afraid that someone could offer an Azolah even before the owner got it, and that's not true. So therefore the rabbis tell you, we only allow this after it was set out to grace. But if we, because we have one buffer in between this, but we're afraid if we do it even before it's set out to grace, if we allow it, then people might allow it even before the owner got a which is a problem. Okay, good. Uminat Hemra. How do we know that, that the rabbis will make a gizin on such a case? Titanan, we learned Asham Shemetu Baalav. You have an Asham that the owner died. Or the owner got a kapara. It should graze until it gets a wound. Then you sell it. And you give the, the you use the the money for a nedava. For like, like we said, for a lot of kids. Yamut. says you let it die. Which means you don't let it graze and do it. You have to let it die and don't use the money for anything. According to Lezer, it's the same as a chatat. Chatat, when, it, when, when the owner gets, gets kapara, you, you let it die. Here too, you let it die. Yom Kor v'yemim numav He holds, Yom Kor v'yemim holds that you sell it and you use it as an ola. Use the money for an ola. I'm sorry, the first rabbi, uh, the first one was saying we use it for nedava. Here we're saying for Ola. The difference is whether it could be Ola of a tzibur or it could be Ola of a person. That's what it seems like. So the Gemara says, Bidamav, we see from the Mishnah, with, with its money you could use it. Bigufo, lo. Sounds like you can't use it itself as a korban Ola. Our mission sound this mission sounds like you can only use the money for an Ola, but the actual animal you can't use for Ola. Why not? The Gazar Lachar Kapara. It must be that the rabbis made a decree that we're kapara. The rabbis made a decree of after the kapara, because we're afraid you might do it before the kapara. Shmamine, we see from here that the rabbis make the decree, and therefore what we said before that you have to let it start grazing in order for it to be allowed is true. Because the, the reason why we don't allow, we, this right mentioned that you have to use the money as opposed to using the actual animal is for that reason to tell you that you have to make a gezera like that. Okay. Now, we had said that Akira works automatically. That as soon as you slaughter it, <coughs> without having anything in mind, you could get rid of it. Okay? The Gemara is going to challenge that. And here's where it gets a little complicated. 
eight way of Chista Rav Huna. Rav Chista asked Rav Huna the following question. Shachtu v'noda shemashchu ba'alim at yadam. If they slaughtered the animal and they figured out that the owner used something else. He pulled, he pulled out on that animal. Okay? So the guy's on Shabbat and he noticed that he pulled it out. That's our case, right? That's our Mishnah. So he said, Yipatur. Our Mishnah says, Yipatur. Our Mishnah now, our Mishnah, when it says Yipatur in that case, right? The guy slaughtered the animal. He didn't know that it was. We didn't say what you do with the animal. We just said, you're patur for bringing chatat, for doing it on Shabbat. But what do you do with the animal? Our Mishnah doesn't say. But there's a bright about our Mishnah. And the bright of the, about our Mishnah tells you, Tani Allah, <coughs> turn to Ein Gimel Bet. Bechol ki yisof miyad. If it's a weekday, and something like this happens, that you slaughtered it, with, and the owner's pulled out, and you didn't even know the owner pulled out, yisrof miyad, you burn it right away. You don't, now there's two possibilities of how you get rid, dispose of an animal that was slaughtered like this the wrong way. Either Yisrof Miyad, you could burn it right away, it's immediately no good. Or you have to let it rot, and then when after it rots, you are allowed to burn it. So here it, we're telling you that you could burn it right away, as long as it's not Shabbat. Okay? If you say that you need Akira, then we would then what we just said this brighter would make sense. Why? Because high pesachu, this is a korban pesach that you slaughtered for the people who pulled out. Since there's no owners, because the people pulled out and they you think they're in but they're out. It's a pasul bigufo, which means that there's there's the very item itself is pasul because it's a pesach with no owners. That's pasul in itself, right? <coughs> Because of that, you soft miyad, you burn it right away. But if you hold like our we like we just said before that it's automatically uprooted, that a korban's designation could automatically be uprooted. So as soon as the owners backed out, this thing should be a shlamim. And therefore, why is it pasul? It's for another reason, not because it's in it, it itself. The reason why it's a sword is because you did it after Tamid Shabbat. Then it should need it should need to spoil before you do it. Okay, let, let's just go go through this. There's a lot of different factors to this. Okay, again, <coughs> we have our korban pesach. Okay. Uh, it's let's let's give let's give it some people, okay? It's uh, Harry doing the slaughtering the korban pesach, and uh, the person who he's slaughtering for is is for the the Binyamin family, okay? And uh, the Binyamin family changed their mind; they want to use another one. They got, they found some other Persian one, and they don't want to use this korban pesach anymore. They they neglect and form Harry, and Harry's slaughtering it for them. So we say, okay, Harry. Uh, the Mishnah says Yipatur. Beautiful. The Brite says, had it been on, the Mishnah was talking on Shabbat, that's why Yipatur from Mechatat. But had it been a weekday, we would burn it immediately. Okay? Says the Gemara. That makes sense if you say that Akira, you require Akira. 
Why? Because if you require, okay, which we require an actual action to make a, a, a sacrifice something else. So then here, this was a Korban Pesach. Harry had a Korban Pesach. And since there are no owners, because the Binyamins pulled out, therefore, it's Pasul, the, the very item is Pasul, and therefore it gets burnt right away. Because the rule is when something when the, so the item itself is pasul, you burn it right away, right? But if you say that it doesn't need akira, then as soon as they pull out the binyamins, so then it becomes a shlamim. Now, once it's a shlamim, why? Because the, if you don't need akira, if you need akira, so then then you need this Harry to have in mind this is shlamim in order for it to become. Uh, a shlamim. But if you don't eat akira, then it immediately becomes a shlamim. And if it immediately becomes a shlamim, then it, why is it pasul? It's only pasul because it's being offered at the wrong time of the day. Because we do korban pesachs after the korban tamid. And if it's shlamim, it should be done before. So that's, a, that's an external factor why it's pasul. And external things, when they're pasul, the rule is you're supposed to wait till it spoils and burn it. Why would the mission say you burn it right away? Okay. The Daniel went to the Brita, Zaklal, Kosh, Bislobi Gufor, anything that's Pasul by itself, he stopped me at burn by burn by way. Bidam, if it's Pasul because of its blood, Ubalim, because of the owners, then Taver Surto, you have to wait till it spoils. Viyatzeh, the Betta Sefer, and then you take it out to get burnt. So the fact it gets burnt right away sounds like if it gets burnt right away, that means Pasul Bigufor. That means that it was still a Pesach. Why is it still a Korban Pesach? Obviously because by Akira. Obviously because it needs the Akira Bikufo. So this is against Rav, who said you don't need Akira. So Change Rav's statement. When we said originally that Rav said... We said originally, Amar Bhun Amarav, and if you have an Asham that you set out to grace, Vishaktu Stam Kasher Leola. Ela Lotema, Shaktu Stam Kasher Lushumola. Ela Ema Shaktu Lushumola Kasher. Don't say that Shaktu Stam. We understood that Rav said the word Stam, Shaktu Stam without any of the mind. No, Shaktu Lushemola, Patu Kasher. You have to say, say that the guy who slaughtered it had a mind, Lushemola. Really, the rule is you have to have in mind. And therefore, the case of Harry is, the reason why it gets burnt right away is because it was still a Korban Pesach, because you have to have in mind. And Rav, you messed him up. You messed up what Rav says. Really, Rav said that you have to have in mind. And that case of Rav was the had in mind. Okay. Now, now we prove that you have to have in mind to change the designation of the Korban. Alma Ba'i Akira, oh yeah, you now you're telling me that you need Akira. What are you going to say according to Ulubhiya Bargamda? According to Ulubhiya Bargamda, the Amar who says, Nizrika mepi chabura amru. The following was said by the whole chabura, the whole group of rabbis. They said the following thing. Kigon shaya balim timemetim. The Mishnah on Daf Samach Gimel that we said before, which sounds like you have to have it in mind. Is referring to a case when the Balim Motamemetim. And we push it to Pesach Shini. That's why it needs Akira. 
If you remember on the Samach Gimel, not actually Samach Dalad, we we thought that if you slaughter Korban Pesach without any specific in mind, it becomes disqualified. Right? The Gemara says not necessarily. We said you can't prove it from the Mishnah. Why? Because our Mishnah is talking about a special case where they got Tamemet. And since they got Tamemet, they could use it again later as a Pesach Shini. And since it could be used as a Pesach Shini, that's why you have to have specifically in mind. We said this before. Since talking about a specific case, if the owners got something else, Tamed, and they can't do a Pesach Shini, then it's automatic, we're saying. But since these guys are would standard want to use this korban as a Pesach Shani. So therefore, you have to have in mind to do it. That was Rukhiya Bar Gamda. Right? That's the case that needs Akira. So that means you hold it in general. You don't need Akira. Right? So we just said that you need Akira. That we see from here that you don't need Akira. Okay. So I was going to say another answer of the Brighter. Ela Amar of Huna Braid Bishu. We're gonna have another answer for, for the Brighta of the Harry uh Zabide Binyamin case. Ela Amar Huna Braid Bishua. Hakim Mayaskinan Kugom Shefrishu Kodem Chatzot. Umetu Baalim Achar Chatzot. Okay. That means that the Pesach, Korban Pesach was separated the Korban Pesach before Chatzot. And the owners found another Korban, or they died, after Chatzot. What's the difference after Chatzot? The Havlin did Because this way, since, it, since the own, if the owners would have found a new Korban before Chatzot, so this Korban was never fit to offer on the Mizbeach. Because the time to offer the Korban Pesach is after Chatzot. And at the time Chatzot came, there was no owners. But if the case is like we're saying now, that the owner died or got a new carbon after Chatzot. So there was a time at, let's say, 1201, this carbon was offerable. And the rule is once you have an offerable carbon, which gets unofferable, right? It never gets fit again. And therefore, that's why we said to burn it right away. Really, really, we should not be burnt right away. Don't tell me that we burnt it right away before we were saying that we burnt it right away to prove that it's pasul bigufo. No, it's not pasul bigufo. It's just nin evin You can't give me that answer. You know why? Because we know Rav other places is said, Rav has said many before, many times, that the rule of something that's offerable and not offerable doesn't work to live things. We don't say that on live, live animals. And here, there's a live animal. So you can't say that. I'll answer the question by saying, oh, that brighter that you're quoting, that says you have to burn it right away, that brighter was said by Rabbi Eliezer. Who says? He 
he holds that if you hold, if you shukhet other sacrifices for a Pesach, it's Pasul. And therefore, even though it became an automatic Shlamim, like Rav said, we're going to say now that Rav is right. And Rav said it becomes an automatic Korban Shlamim. Right? Automatically. Without Lobai Akira. And therefore came a Shlamim. But still, it has to be burned immediately. Why? Because Rebbe Lezer holds that when you slaughter a Shlamim for a Pesach, it becomes Basul. And since we slaughtered it like that, it became Pasul. The Havale Psulobi Kufor. So it's Pasul because that's why he burnt it right away. Rav says it can't be also this. Why? Because our Mishnah can't be Rebbe Lezer. Right? The E Rebbe Lezer, he Chatat Nami Mechayev. In our Mishnah, if you remember the Mishnah, there was a Machloket, Rebbe Lezer and Rebbe Yeshua. Right now, we happen to be saying that our Mishnah is Rebbe Lezer. Right? Because that fits well to say it's Pasul Bekufor. But if so, Rebbe Lezer says Yechayev Chatat. Right? In our Mishnah. Rebeleza has a specific opinion that he says that when you slaughter a, a zevach, a shlamim, for Pesach, it becomes pasul bikufo. That's nice, but if it's pasul bigufo, right, then you should be chayav achatat on Shabbat. And the Amisha says, you're not chayav achatat on Shabbat. He doesn't hold the Torah, but it's patur. And therefore, it's against the whole Mishnah. So the Brayta can't be Rebbelezer. El Tirgamer Rebbe Yosef Braidirav Sala Chasida Kamei Papa. Rather, we have to explain the Brayta like this. Hamani Yosi ben Chonaihi. The author of the Brayta has got to be Yosi ben Chanai. Who's he? The Tzadon we learned in a Mishnah. Yosi ben Chanai Omer. Hanishchatim l'shem Pesach l'shem Chatat Pesulim. If you slaughter something for the sake of a Pesach or for the sake of a Chatat, Pasul. It's Pasul automatically. Alma, Pesudo Bikufo. Therefore, he holds that if the Pesach became a Shlamim and slaughtered for a Pesach, it's Pasul Bikufo. That's why it burns right away. But when it comes to Petur, that's not like Yeshua. So the, the, the point of Rabbi Yossi Bechaniai is because if, if, he, if he said it was Rabbi Eliezer, who says it's Pasul Bigufo, then we have a problem because then you'd be Chayav Chatat. But if you say it's Yossi Bechaniai, then he could hold like Rabbi Yeshua, who says you're Patur and Chatat, and it won't be a problem. Good. That's way number one to get out of the problem, which has this, this, is the, this one will not be knocked off. The Gemara will now propose way number two to get out of the Brayta, but this one's not going to work. We're going to go back to way number one. Rav Ashim, that, so that was the answer of Rav Yosef Brader of Salah Hasida, Kameder Papa. Now we have a second answer offered by Rav Ashi. Rav Ashi Amar, Rav, the Amr Kavishmael, Benosha, Benosha, Benbrucha. Rav is going like Ishmael, the son of Yochanan Benbrucha. The Tanya who learned. 
ושואל בנו בשם יוחנן ברוך הוא אומר, אם יש שעות ביום, אם יש שעות ביום, לידע אם ישכו בעלים את ידיהם או שמתו או שנטמעו. If there's enough time left in the day to find out whether the owner died, then he holds you chayav. So he holds that if in the case, the Mishnah we said, that Harry who slaughters because he didn't know that they found another carbon is patur. But this rabbi is making a caveat and saying, if you had enough time to go back and find out if the Binyamin's found another carbon, then you'd be chayav because you should have done it. And if so, if you chayav, then to uber subato, then you have to wait till it spoils and let it burn. Right. My tama, why does he have to wait till it spoils? Must be that this rabbi does not require akira. That's he doesn't require akira. And he holds it changes automatically. And therefore, if it changes automatically, then it becomes shlamim right away. And that's and if it comes to right away, then the reason why it's Pasul, you have to wait till you have to wait till it gets spoiled. Because if it was a Pesach, it could be burnt right away. Mar says, Mimai, who told you that that it, it changes right away? Dilma Mishum the Sava Kitana debated Rabbi Barabua. Maybe he holds like Tana Barabua. Who holds? Afilu Pigul Nami by Yibutsura. He might hold that even Pigul. Which is a pesul b'gufo needs ibutzula. The yalef avon avon minotar. He has the gzera shirah from avon avon from minotar. Who holds that even pigul? Who told you that this rabbi, who says that can be burnt right away? Who that this rabbi who says that it needs a shinui tsura is because he holds that it's not pigul. Loy boy akira. Maybe he holds that. That even pigul needs to get spoiled. If you don't say that, and you want to say that it's an automatic change, and he holds that it automatically changes, changes. What are you going to do in the case of the of the of the owner getting tameh? Hava by akira. Then you definitely need Akira. The Amar Rebbechiyah Bar Gamda. This is a Kabbalah Chabura. Kigon Shari Balim to Mehmet. Then to Kula Pesach Shini. In that case, everyone holds you need an Akira. And one of the cases the Rabbi says was that the owner got Tameh. Now, if the owner got Tameh, you definitely need Akira. So therefore, it must be that the reason why this Rabbi is saying that it needs to be burnt is because he holds that it needs to get spoiled is because he holds like the Rabbi that Pigul needs to get spoiled. And we go back to answer number one, Yossi bin Chanai, that the author of the bright is Yossi bin Chanai, who, if you remember, he's the one who holds. That is Pasul Bigufo. And that's why it gets burnt right away. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen Vamen. Hadran Alach El Devanim. We'll come back to El Devanim in the future. We'll stop tomorrow morning, the new parak of Ketzat which will discuss how we. Roast the Korban Pesach.